0: Lord, for thy grace, plan, that we thy dwelling place
1: may be. Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry. During his ministry, Witness Lee emphasized the experience of Christ as life and the practical oneness of the believers. He was unbending in his conviction that God's goal is the body of Christ. Through his messages, he stressed the importance for us to grow in life and to function as Christians so that the body can build itself up. We're happy to bring you recorded portions from his ministry today, along with some of our own thoughts. And we welcome your comments and questions. You can reach us toll-free at 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Now let's join today's program.
2: In Mark chapter 14, the Lord Jesus initiated the Lord's Supper as we know it today, and it's very deep in its significance. Mark chapter 14, verses 22 through 24 tell us, And as they were eating, he took bread and blessed it, and he broke it and gave it to them and said, Take, this is my body. And he took a cup and gave thanks, and he gave it to them, and they all drank of it. And he said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which is being poured out for many. This is Matt Miller with Dick Taylor. Dick, you've been out of the radio studio for a long time, so we're really happy to have you back for this uh, program today. Welcome
3: back. Thank you very much, Matt. I am very happy to be here, and especially for this wonderful feast related to the Lord's table. And I thank the Lord. There are so many other
2: brothers also that are working together in the body on this radio program. Amen, Dick. Well, uh, we've got a special one today on feasting, and I hope our listeners will stay with us. I think we have a special feast for them. Could you give our listeners just a little introduction to the program we're going to have today before we get into the actual speaking with Witness Lee? Well, in Mark
3: chapter 14, Matt, we see that the followers of the Lord, the lovers of the Lord, are really beginning to appreciate him. And the manifestation, the expression of that appreciation of his preciousness and his value and uh, his worth is that they hold a feast for him. And that feast just shows their appreciation of him, their love for him, and there's uh, at the house of Bethany— There's where the woman uh, broke the alabaster flask and poured out her ointment in love for the Lord. And this is a very, very memorable, precious, special occasion of the Lord's people pouring out their love for him and their appreciation for him by giving him a love feast. And this feast is wonderful. It's precious. It's uh, dear. And we always want to pour out in this kind of way. But the depth of this feast and the significance of this feast is not in the same category as the feast that the Lord opens up, which we call the Lord's table or the Lord's supper, right after these verses in Mark 14. So the background of this is we see a feast that's uh, thrown by or initiated by his lovers and uh, out of appreciation. And it's wonderful. And we want to express our love for him and uh, uh, our appreciation for him. And we would never cease doing this all the time. Lord Jesus, we love you. Yet the significance of that feast does not compare to the untraceable depth of the significance of the Lord's Table and the Lord's Supper. Because the Lord's Table, the Lord's Supper, which we see in the verses following the feast that the believers gave to the Lord, that feast is a symbol of God's entire New Testament economy. And his economy, in a simple way, involves three things, his plan, his way, and his goal. God's plan is to do nothing but fill us with Christ. God's way is to do nothing but to dispense himself in Christ as the life-giving spirit, into our being to fill us with this Christ. And God's goal is to make us the increase of Christ, the enlargement of this Christ, to be the body of Christ, to be the bride of Christ, to be the new man, and to be the kingdom of God, which is in no way an organization but a marvelous organism because this wonderful one is brought into us and dispensed into us as food and as drink and as our life and our everything.
2: Wow, Dick, that's a very good introduction. I just wanted to underscore one thing you said. There's two feasts here. One feast is the feast that they poured out on the Lord with the woman breaking her alabaster box. And that was a feast that uh, the Lord appreciated very much. And he said, wherever this gospel goes, this story will be told. That's right. And uh, that was a feast that they poured out on the Lord and gave for the Lord. Now this is a feast the Lord's Supper, a feast that the Lord is providing for the disciples. Amen. And uh, this is uh, the full of depth, full of meaning. We're going to get into that today. Uh, Let's go to Witness Lee now for more on this. His original speaking was on December 30th, 1983, and its actual printed message is Mark, message number 44. Here's Witness
0: Lee. On that table, you see a loaf there. And also you see a cup. According to the biblical usage, loaf or bread always signifies life, the bread of life. And the cup in biblical usage always refers to a portion of blessing. So you do have this term, the cup of blessing. The bread is of life and the cup is of blessing. Both the life and the blessing are just God Himself in Christ through the Spirit. And this is the triune God. What is the eternal life? That is the triune God. What is the divine blessing? That is also the triune God. Then, how could this triune God? Be our life. see? And how could this triumphant God be our blessing? Well, for someone or something to be your life. This is not a simple matter. How could the triune God be our life and supply? He has to get into us. He is a loaf, a bread of life that we can eat. And he did tell us, he that eats me, that means any believer that eats the Lord Jesus, shall live by him. So he has to get into us to be digested by us and to be assimilated by us into our very being organically. This is all signified in the eating of the loaf on the table. Whenever we come to the table, we see a loaf on the table. It was not just for a show to us. It is right there for us to eat. And the Lord Jesus did say, Take this and eat.
2: Dick, I think this is a good point for us to stop and understand this a little better. How can we partake of the Lord's life and blessing through eating? I think that's Witness Lee talked about this. Let's let's make sure the listeners get this before we go on. Yeah,
3: I appreciate this point very much, Matt. Thank the Lord for the light that's come to us through the Lord's recovery and through the ministry of the age, because we see that our God is not a faraway, distant, objective God just to bow down, recognize, and uh, be submissive to. We, we do bow down to him. We are submissive to him. We do recognize him. But thank the Lord, he is the triune God who has taken some marvelous, marvelous steps. Thank the Lord, the triune God as the Father is embodied in the Son. This wonderful triune God embodied in the Son came to be flesh and did what? Accomplished a wonderful redemption for us and he was here, it says in John 1, 14, he became flesh and he tabernacled among us. Well, that's close, but still we cannot eat him. <laughs> then after his death, he was resurrected. He became a wonderful, wonderful, life-giving spirit so that he could be no longer the distant God, far away God, even the God who's just among us in the flesh, but the God who can actually be applied to us can be life to us, can be the organic blessing to us, can be mingled with us, and even become us. And it's all because in resurrection, he became a life-giving spirit. So today, this marvelous triune God is what? He's the very Father who's embodied in the Son, who's realized and applied and dispensed into our being as the wonderful wonderful life-giving spirit. So any time we open to him in his word, any time we open to him in prayer, uh, even we say, "Lord Jesus, I love you." As we say this, we are actually eating him because God embodied in his son is realized and applied and partaken of by us in our spirit in our innermost being. And in this way, we eat him, we drink him, we digest him, we assimilate him, and then we live because of him. And that's why our brother Lee mentioned this verse, John 6:57, as the living Father has sent me, and I live because of the Father. So he who eats me will also live because of me. So we want to be people who do what? Who open the three layers of our being, our spirit our heart, our mouth, to call on him, to pray, to get into his word. And in this way, we take him in as life. He's our blessing. We get constituted with him. We live because of him. And we are the ones who are the body of Christ.
2: Wow, Dick, I think this is a new concept for many of our listeners related to the Lord's Supper or the Lord's Table. To take in the, the bread is not a ritual, but this is an actual picture of our daily experience Of eating the bread of life. That's right. Before we go on in our life study of Mark here on the Lord's Supper, I'm going to read a companion verse on this from Luke chapter 22, verse 19, which says, And he took a loaf and gave thanks, and he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is being given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Amen. Let's go back to Witness Lee and see how to remember the Lord.
0: I must be honest to you, for years years, I remember the Lord in the way just of remembering. Because from my youth, I was told that when you come to the Holy Communion, you have to concentrate your memory, forgetting about everything, just concentrate your memory on Jesus, to think about that he was God. One day, he became a man, a small man. He suffered a lot of things. You have to consider all these things to remember him. Oh, how he was born into the manger. Oh, how he was raised up in carpenter's home. How he was despised. How this or that. You have to just remember. And I did a lot of remembrance. I was never told by anybody to remember the Lord is to eat him. To remember the Lord is not to think about him. To remember the Lord is to eat him. Because the Lord says, this is my body broken for you. Take and eat this in remembrance of me. You see, the proper remembrance of the Lord is to eat him, to take him in. You see, this is not a record of his being, uh, his work, his actions, and so forth. This is a piece of bread to take in. To eat. This is your life supply. This has to be digested in you and assimilated into you to become your very being. This significance is deep. Eventually, this indicates the Lord just becomes you. We don't have the human vocabulary to describe this one thing. It's more than union, even it is more than mingling. What is that? We don't have vocabulary. Who can understand the significance of the Lord's table? It's marvelous.
2: Well, Dick, that's a good question. Who can understand this marvelous picture, this mystery of the Lord's table? How about if we uh, try to make sure our listeners get it before we go any farther? Yeah, well, it's very good, Matt. As
3: Brother Lee was giving his testimony, I kind of went through the same thing. Before I came under this ministry, I would go to communion or Lord's table, and I would sit there trying to think and uh, trying to recall and, 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 and reviewing things about the Lord and the sufferings he went through. And in a sense, I mean, it's good. We appreciate everything. But the Lord's table is not for our thinking but for our enjoying. It's and a table. It's a table. When you When somebody invites you to a feast at their home— You don't just sit there and think about the food uh, or think about the drink. You eat and you drink. (laughs) And the Lord is the one who did what? He became flesh. He became the life-giving spirit. And in a sense, he is the available one. And basically what he's saying, like in Luke 15, come and dine. Let us eat and be merry. I have done everything. I went to the cross. I'm resurrected. I've conquered every negative thing. Everything that I am is now in the Spirit. What you need to do to remember me is enjoy me. (laughs) It's to eat me and to drink me. It's not just to think and wander and kind of wonder. The significance of who the Lord is, what he's accomplished, is very, very deep. But the reality of participating and remembering him is altogether found in enjoying him by eating him and drinking him hallelujah for such a wonderful wonderful christ and the thing is when we eat him and drink him then like you take in food you digest it you assimilate it and as brotherly mentions it becomes you and i I like this it not only becomes us but in the process we become the same as the food so in this way christ becomes us and uh, we become him Uh, We become him in our constitution. We need another constitution. We want Christ to be our constitution so we could be the body of Christ for his expression. So we need to remember him by eating and drinking and enjoying him so that we could enjoy his becoming us and us becoming him for his expression and his glory. That is to remember
2: him. Dick, uh, there's the saying, uh, you are what you eat. And I was thinking, if you eat worldly things, you'll be a worldly person. That's right. But if you eat the Lord, you are really remembering the Lord by eating him, and therefore you will express the Lord. That's right. You will just become the body of Christ. Whatever you eat, that's what you express. Let's express Christ. (laughs) Okay, let's go on, Dick, and uh, we're going to run out of time. I'm going to read another verse uh, from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 26, related to the Lord's table from the Apostle Paul. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you declare the Lord's death until he comes. Let's go back to Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's life study and more on eating of the Lord by declaring the Lord's death.
0: On the table, you have the body of the Lord signified by the loaf. And you have uh, the cup signifying the Lord's blood. Now you have a clear picture that the blood is separate from the body. What is this? This signifies death. So we are told by First Corinthians that whenever we come to the Lord's table, we display the Lord's death. We display the Lord dead by what way? By a cup of blood separated from the body. That is dead. Why? Listen, anything that can be your food to enter into a being, this food must pass through death. A fish, you eat it. Without being killed, how could the fish get into you? Everything that can get into you to be your food must be through death. How about washing the apple? How could that get into you and become your supply? It has to go through death. Your eating is a killing. Now you can see the death. Then how about the resurrection? Whatever you eat into you, after being killed, digested, and assimilated, it becomes something supplying. That is the resurrection aspect. Uh-huh. Every day, telling the truth. Every day in the afternoon, just 15 minutes to 6. Oh, I was nearly dying. <laughs> but mm-hmm, Sister Lee knows this. When she saw this, she her love. To serve the food. Then I took, I tell you, after 15 minutes, I got what? Survived. That is resurrection. (laughs) (coughs) All the food I took into me got killed by me. Even my digestion is kind of killing. But after being killed, because the food is organic, there's life element, life essence in it, And that left left, as it rises up. That is what? Surviving. And that is resurrection, rising up.
2: Dick, I like Witness Lee's practical example of resurrection. Mm -hmm. He used this word surviving. I think he really meant. Reviving In the Mm. printed life study, it says we get revived by eating, which is a picture of our resurrection. What do you think about this?
3: Yeah, I also like the illustration because this is really true. Many times we go through our Christian life, and we are just kind of dying because we are not enjoying him. But this wonderful one was killed. He was crucified, and that was so that he could become life to us. So we know Christ is the one who died on the cross— we don't eat things that are living. They, first of all, need to die. I don't see anybody eating a live turkey or live chickens. Uh, it has to be killed so that it can be eaten. But with Christ, when he was killed, it released the resurrection life. In a resurrection, he became a life-giving spirit. So through his death, then his life essence can be released into us when we open our being to him, touch him, absorb him, contact him, love him, And the result is the life essence rises up within us in resurrection and we become his expression. We become his enlargement. We become the body of Christ. That's for his testimony. We become the one new man with Christ as everything. And in this way, God's kingdom is developed and brought forth on this earth for his testimony. So this is a marvelous point. (laughs) Just like Brother Lee, sometimes we're kind of Tired, we're kind of dying. We need to be those who turn to the Lord. Oh, Lord, forgive me for being away from you. And open up to him again. Say, Praise the Lord. And as we open our being to him, he, as the life giving spirit, the one who's passed through death and is now the living one in resurrection, becomes the life essence within us to rise up within us, to make us the living body of Christ for his expression, for his testimony and for his kingdom. That's why, as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you declare the Lord's death until he comes. Let's do this till he comes.
2: Well, Dick, uh, this is really an encouragement. I hope our listeners are getting some food out of this. I know I am here in the studio. I would like to encourage you as you're listening out there, if you're in the condition that Dick described, if you're tired, if you're weak, That's just a sign that your spiritual stomach is empty right now. You need to take a moment to enjoy the Lord. Oh, Lord. Turn to the Lord. Call on the Lord. Open his word. Pray over some verses. You just need to eat the Lord. Sing a little. Just like Romans 10, 9
3: says, you never get saved until you believe in your heart. God raised him from the dead. And you open your mouth to confess him. Jesus is Lord. So may we be those who practice to get our being opened the first thing in the morning by calling on his dear name, praying short little prayers, reading his word and saying amen to his word, singing and praising the Lord. Sometimes we are struggling in our prayer. What we need to do is just say, praise the Lord. (laughs) Or we're struggling, we need to say, thank you, Lord. Sometimes our ungratefulness just keeps us away from eating you look even these verses that we've spoken today many times he took the bread he thanked the father thanks 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 we need to be very thankful so this helps us to keep our being open so that we can eat digest assimilate this very one and be constituted with him for his expression i hope this uh helps in our daily
2: life. I do too, Dick. I think that it makes it more practical so that it's not just a religious ceremony to partake of the Lord's Supper or the communion, but it becomes something we live in our daily life so that we would constantly be... As you say, full of joy. That's right. Rejoicing, thankful. One song I was thinking about says, it's better to sing than, than be, sighing. be sighing. It's, it's better, better to live
3: than be dying. dying.
2: Well, I hope our listeners could be brought into that and not be in a sighing state, but in a rejoicing, eating, spiritual stomach-full state. Amen. Well, if you'd like to get more materials, you can call us at 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's one eight 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 five four three three seven eight eight or send an email to radio at lsm.org. On behalf of Dick Taylor, this is Matt Miller. Thanks for listening today.
1: Are you enjoying this program online or on a smartphone right now? Did you know there's much more from Living Stream Ministry that you can carry with you? Go to lsm.org/epublications to discover all that we have available for your tablet, e-reader, or smartphone. We support Kindle, Nook, iSilo, and ePub formats, which means you can read this ministry on any PC, Mac, Android, Palm, BlackBerry, Sony, or Linux device everything from the recovery version of the bible to the complete life study messages and a vast array of other titles by witness lee and watchman nee are now just a touch away the word of god is rich and weighty but now you can take it with you wherever you go again the website lsm.org/epublications thanks for listening today can
2: God's mercy reach me in my pitiful situation?
1: Not out of works in righteousness which we did, but according to his mercy he saved us through the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the holy spirit. Titus chapter 3 verse 5. The Bible says that the grace of God brings salvation to man and that we are justified by the grace of the Lord but this verse says that according to His mercy, God saved us. God's mercy reaches farther than His grace. Our pitiful condition created a wide gap between us and God's grace. It was God's mercy that bridged this gap and brought us to His salvation of grace. Scripture, Titus chapter 3, verse 5, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit LSM dot org.